suckled the church and other drugs. This is Harry Carey. No, that, that was Edward Rooney. From Mr. Rooney? Edward Rooney? Well, I should say you do. Ferris Bueller's I Day Off? Like Pardon my French, but you, sir, are an asshole. I'd say 8 out of 10. No, dude, that's that's one of the best voices I do. <laughs> Edward Rooney? That's good, dude. My that, that's Cameron. My name's, my name's Jay. My name's Jed. Um, So my wife just cooked for me for us uh, uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> and um if you over salt pork chop it just runs through you my friend i and she's just I... she just looked at me and laughed and she's like i'm so sorry and i'm like oh it's okay <laughs> it's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're gonna be sorry later if you're not me no I, I took care of it before the podcast oh good we're was- gonna have some we're gonna have to take some breaks. I feel like yeah, it, it's possible. There's too much Tony's. Tony's on it. Tony Sacheries. Is that? Oh, that's that like um, Louisiana Bayou. Yeah. Spice. It's awesome. Everyone out there, Tony Sacheries is the the jam. Mhm. 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 Well. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm. Um, getting over my lull i'm like i know you've been like uh yeah a little I'm, upset maybe i mean n- maybe no. tired maybe well uh, I, I upped one of my medicines one of my psych meds and i just finished my harvoni and i was on antibiotics for a few days which those make you tired and then apparently i'm withdrawing from the harvoni so but i think i'm on the upswing just a lot of like Change. Change, yeah. Right. And right. not the Obama kind. Oh, snap. Um, but I'll be all right. That, cha- that change is long gone, my friend. Uh, yeah, would have rubbed that. Would have salt that wound. Speaking of salt. I know. Hey, my, I know it. my stomach hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Do we have any well, more I shout think, outs? Uh, I think so. I know we have a couple, and then we have an email. Um, to read. All right, so shout outs. Shout outs. Um, first, I want to shout out our boy Scott, who's been on this podcast. Scott, you the man, dog. Hey, Scott. What's up, Scott? Um, he posted onto Dopey's uh, page on the book, good old Bookface, um, our episode from last week, and said, "Take a listen, Dopey Nation. The gauntlet has been set." challenge has been issued let the feud commence and there's four exclamation points that's a lot of exclamation points so it's very um exclamatory that's what they mean yeah so it's it's on it's on like donkey kong i don't know what what you know that means it's really a feud. so do you ever want to kill yourself <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just hy- hypothetically. Hypothetically, um, um, I'd have to, I'd have to say, big, big Nano, my brother. No, <laughs> sign my pity on the runny kind. That's uh, right. No, like, I mean, don't you just think that everything you do is meaningless, and this is just so pointless, <laughs> dude? Sometimes when I talk to you, I feel like I know it's got to be. What that- am I doing with my life? That's got to be mental illness, though, right? You think that's what that is? Not saying I really want to kill Maybe. myself. I don't want to kill myself. Let's back or down. Or do off I? That is ledge. he kidding? Let's back is down he off kidding? That 
See what I did there? Yeah, um, I wish you would step out from that. Ledge. So aren't you the, aren't you the one that always talks shit about me singing in the middle of our podcast? Yeah, because you suck. I have Look, the voice. <laughs> Speaking of gauntlets being thrown. I know it. I wish I know you it. would step out from that ledge, my friend. That's pretty we good. could cut ties with all the lies that you've been living in. And if you do not want to see me again, I would understand. <laughs> it just keeps going. I, I feel better. I, I feel better. Feel better about I do. Yourself? That's good. The, song, That's good. the singing is... Uh, so I don't want to kill myself anymore. Um, That's good. That's good. I I've been like I get like situationally depressed and I get into like a week or two long funks sometimes. That actually just happened to me not too long ago. Yeah, maybe you gave it to me. Um, you think so? Maybe yeah, like it's just it, like, it's just one of those. Like, I don't. Uh, gross. Yeah, the spiritual chlamydia. Uh, is that what it, is? That what it is? Sploridia. <laughs> 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 no, man. Like, um, I still haven't. Like, I just don't, I guess I've been talking about this for a long, for like a couple months now. I just like don't feel God like I used to, you know what Mm. I'm, I don't know what that's about, but at the same time, what are you doing? It's probably all your fault. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm just joking. That was a complete. Oh, I thought that was an AA thing. Like, like no, 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 no. I think that God's not a vending machine, and like, yeah, you're right. Real God like that all the time. Exactly. Because I was gonna say the. On the other hand, I can see him, and I am. I've been. You can see God. Yeah, but I'm not mentally ill, and I'm not taking drugs. <laughs> yeah, I drank this this funny tasting tea, and I, I just can't stop seeing God everywhere I look. I can have it. Yeah, for real. Um, no, yeah, you're right, and I but I've been seeing evidence of God, and I guess it's just a uh, it's it's a sewing time. That's probably mm, it. Mm mm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that shit. Real. I like that. I like that parable. Well, it's real legit. Like it. It really like, is. I've noticed like it. Legit. I've noticed mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. I've just been listening to. Like, I can only listen to Joe Rogan so long. Dude, I can't. I can't. Can't really listen to Joe Rogan for very long at all, ever. <clears throat> I can't. I mean, I like him, and he has some cool stuff to say sometimes. But then otherwise, like, yeah. I just need to. I need to hear like. Gotta, some edifying stuff <laughs> i know for I know. real like and then i'm just and then every podcast i turn to is just like dick and fart jokes dick or fart tearing jokes, something fart, fart, down dick, dick. or yeah or yeah. just just giving me 17 million other philosophies that i never even thought of and i'm just it's just like oh my god that's too heady man I it is man that's like all that i do. well and that's what i do every day because i work by I myself and i just have headphones in, and that's all i do that's why I really, th- I really like. Is this the podcast where we just plug other podcasts? Is that what this episode is going to be? I don't care. Sure. What do you like? Um, you made it weird. I love. Yeah, I haven't been Pete listening Holmes. to him lately. Dude, it's incredible. It is. Here's the deal. It gets really deep and heady, but at the same time, it's really it's comedians generally speaking on. So it's also very light and spiritual and positive. Yeah, Pete he Holmes. always ends with the spiritual piece. We should try to get yeah. him on. 
We should, for sure. I bet sure. it's not impossible. Um, I don't know. I feel like every if every single person in the congregation tweeted at Pete Holmes or like Facebooked him or something, he would probably come on. Yeah, that's true. It that's would take true. every single one of you. I'd have to find out um, how Bad Christian got him on. Because like I said, they had him on when they were not big at all. Yeah. I don't know. I know he's real. Like he's super busy. He just got a show on HBO. That show's hilarious like, too. I still haven't. I haven't seen it. It's good. It's funny. Check it you out. got Cody now. Go check hey it out. Hey yo. Hey yo. Oh, and uh, maybe I'm sad because I just finished Black Sails. So I'm not. Oh, uh, maybe that's it. That's have you bummer. ever? Se- have you watched Black Mirror? I oh, I should. I've only seen a couple episodes. No. I should watch all of it. No, it, it would no, make my should. depression way worse. No, you should not. I watched two episodes and like literally, literally went and took a shower and watched like two hours of Parks and Rec after. No, just... you you got it. Yeah, Parks and that's funny. Um, well, you can go to the I Bleach subreddit. That's the best one. I Bleach. What yeah, is it's nothing like, but cl- like like puppy videos or like cleanse your palate. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like rabbit awesome. rabbits hugging lions and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> it's great. It's very necessary. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um. Well, hey, we also um, got an email. Do you want to read it, or do you want me? Let's to read save it? it for the outro. Let's do that. Okay. Let's so do that, tune in for a pretty in-depth email. Um, That's awesome. And have fun with this interview. Yeah. Get into yeah. it. <laughs> We're live, baby. Isn't that what? Isn't that what Pete says? Get into Get it. Into it. And try Charlotte's Web <laughs> CBD oil. <laughs> it's my go-to for everything in life. It'll make you feel great. But it's- Some of us can face it. And even though we see it. We just swear God's sleeping. Evan. Well, you know, and doing this podcast with you guys. <laughs> oh, I haven't. So Evan's also probably number three Star Wars nerds I know, besides myself and my friend John Wickler. We're I, top three. I I get uh I get told that I'm high on people's lists. I feel very not Star Wars nerdy. Really? Although I although I have the original posters in my office, like so it it just asks for it because they're like yeah. you're. So people are like, "Oh, are you into Star Wars?" And I was like, "Well, I like the posters a lot." And the I question, do watch- yeah, the question is always like, "How many books have you read outside right? of?" Yeah. Okay. Well, I think in in my in my book, it's like, "How far deep into the universe have you gone outside?" And, and of now. Movies? And now it's not even fair because, like, all that stuff doesn't matter anymore. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And so, like, it kind of wiped the slate for a lot of people. Like, yeah. at least it did to me because I'm like, me, I don't care. Me too. Like, none of that stuff counts. Yeah. So, <laughs> Nerds I mean, I are pissed. Like, 
I read like the Thrawn trilogy and stuff, like when I was in high yeah. school, and yeah. I read like I Jedi, and just some of like the more popular books. I did not read mm-hmm. any of the Jedi. Did you like, read Shadows, Jedi Order Shadows of the Empire? Yeah, Shadows of the Empire. That was a good one. Um, I had like comics and Dark Horse comics, Dark Empire, that kind of stuff. So I'm yeah. I'm fairly nerdy about it, but not like not. I, yeah. I'm not militant, you know. Like people get like really upset, like you haven't seen Star Wars, you're not an American, you know. Like I'm not. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that way. That same way about Trek, right? So like I'm I'm into Trek, but not like I don't dress up as a Klingon. Yes, yeah, he, yes, so, he does. And that's the thing. I'm into Trek too, right? And they're like, oh well, like so like you have to. You like, must pick. One over the yeah. other. And I was like, <laughs> um, I mean Star Wars because there's magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Star that's Trek probably. Had, Star Trek seems to have more powerful ships that are cooler. That's um, true. Yeah, yeah that's that true. Argument all the time with people because I definitely favor Trek, but I think the best argument I've ever heard is Star Wars because magic. Yeah, yeah. that is that is a, that is that's, that, a cool that's an open and shut argument, case. Yeah. Um, so I know Evan. Well, before we get off that, do, what do you what do you think Luke is talking about when he says the Jedi must end? What's your theory? Oh man. This is all the podcast is about. It's tonight. yeah, I, I I bamboozled you. <laughs> no, I, I really I don't I don't have it. I I feel like uh, I feel like they're probably they're, obviously they're still going to be good guys and bad guys, right? They're like, going they great. So so the idea would be that there's some sort of new Jedi order that yep. that was scare quotes everybody new yep. Jedi order that would not have the same strict rules like something that's more balanced. Qui Gon the gray yeah. Yeah, living force. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever they that, that kind of thing. Okay, we agree. Mm-hmm. We agree. Um, mm-hmm. Moving on, is is Luke gonna burn in hell since he doesn't worship? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, um, you know, it is a different galaxy. I don't know their. That's true. Ones. That's true. Um, okay, so I know Evan. I met Evan. I have no idea what year that was. Two thousand six. Two thousand seven. Did you meet before Andrew and I were married, or was it after? Do you remember? Because that was too, we got I married. I think it was like it was right as like y'all. I'm pretty sure y'all y'all were living at Blue Bonnet. Those apartments on Blue Bonnet. I'm pretty so sure we were engaged. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. We were married. No, yeah, we, just we were living, we were, yeah. We had just gotten married. Yeah, it was very fresh. I remember mm-hmm. that. Um, you were the what was your title there? Uh, at that time, as the worship the site worship leader of the chapel yeah. on campus on uh at Louisiana State University's campus ministry. I, I was living with. Man, I don't remember which came first, chicken or the egg, if I met Larry and them because, or if I went to chapel because I was living with Mary, Larry and them, but I thought I met them at chapel, but. I think you met them at, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't That's either. so long ago. That's three kids ago, dude. I don't know. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, I don't remember like last Tuesday and I only have two. I can only imagine. It's, it's true. <laughs> um. Yeah, so we bonded quickly because, and this is what we'll start off with, your father had, I told you about my addiction thing, and you were like, oh yeah, my dad is sober, and I was like, oh, really? And so I remember you being one of the first, um, (laughs) it made me mad because you were one of the first Christian people, because I expected the, uh, I would come to you and be like, yeah, I'm still struggling with this, I relapsed or whatever, and I expected the, oh, well, just, you know, pray harder and just come to church more. And you were the first person to be like, you know, I think you need to go to AA. And I was like, what? <laughs> no. 
shit, I have to do some work? I know, yeah. man. Not know. cool. Yeah, some yeah. bubble burst. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you need to, like, have specialized attention to this area. Though. Yes, exactly yeah. right. So tell me about your journey to that conclusion. Man, okay, so uh, I'm obviously... I myself uh, have never struggled with like any sort of substance abuse, um, and so my frame of reference for it is only through kind of growing up as an Al-Anon kid. Like yeah. mm-hmm. my mom, my mom went to Al-Anon. My dad uh, uh, has been big into AA for basically my entire life, minus like a six-month period where he relapsed, which I kind of remember, but it happened when I was pretty young. Uh, that was in I was in third grade. Um, and he was sober. Oh, wow. He was sober before that, and he kind of had a midlife crisis around age forty. So he'd probably already been sober. He got sober like right around the time I was born. Oh so wow! He'd probably been yeah. So he'd been sober for almost ten years. Yeah. You know, and had uh, and had his kind of six month relapse. Uh, and I don't really. I mean, I know the story now. Like being older and like just having heard it and gone to I've gone to meetings with him where he's like shared it and, and been kind of the speaker at AA events and stuff mm-hmm. yeah and so uh, I, I know the story but but at the time I just remember him looking weird and being angry and and mm. like glassy-eyed and say, saying weird yeah. stuff like I'm not gonna hurt you but you need to oh, know wow. yada, yada, what, like that kind of stuff what was his uh what was his thing um uh, my dad uh, all, alcohol was always his thing, but but uh, he did use you know other drugs and stuff in college and just probably a little bit after college. And I think if he'd get his hands on pills and stuff, he would abuse those too. But it wasn't something that like he actively like sought. Right. Um, right. So yeah, just I mean, he was blackjack man. Like, he loved he loved to drink whiskey. Um, <laughs> blackjack I think when man. He, yeah, when he finally came out to my mom about it, like the second time, it was like vodka and orange juice, and he was like rolling Christmas cookies like. Angrily, like, <laughs> I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of like. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's funny now. Correction. It's but funny yeah. now. At the time, like that night, he almost killed himself. So it was not. Oh funny. man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was that was like his big scare. Kind of realized he was about to lose his family. He was about to lose his, his wife. Mm-hmm. Like he'd already been down that road once before with one kid. Now he had three, and you know, was more established in his job and more. You know, life was actually pretty good. He was just was just for whatever reason that was kind of. You know, mm-hmm. amid the crisis there around 40. Yeah. Um, now he's 64. Oh, wow. So it's been 24 yeah. years, 25 yeah, 20, years? He's been sober for 24 years or 25 years now. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so and, and he'd be the first to say, you know, by God's grace, like, it's yeah. not just, you, oh, know, yeah. you know, favor of God and, and um, you know, just dodging bullets uh, uh, and that, you know, there is a, there's a certain amount of sovereignty to it that he just very much just feels grateful to God because um, there are friends that he's known for a long time that were sober just as long that eventually relapsed. And mm-hmm. stuff, so. Was he a Christian yep. before? Yeah, he, or is uh, 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 he say yeah? I mean, I think so. Um, nominal in some ways uh, to use like a church word. Um, kind of. Um, Wait, know, he it broke up for a second. That's now, currently, or you're talking about back then? Back then, yeah, no, okay. no, currently he's a very, very strong believer. But back then, probably just kind of more like nominal believer. Like he would say he was, but and we would and we went to church and stuff. But I don't know that his like relationship with God was visible in any way. Like and, right. and that he would kind of ex- describe it that way. Right. 
So he obviously. What was uh, I've always what? How did he? Did you just know instinctively? Like, are you not? You never had a problem because you never even like dipped your toe in the water because of like fear. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So with substance abuse and alcohol, like I don't drink. Uh, uh, I mean, I've like sipped on stuff, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But you heard not, it here like, first. He sipped on it. Uh, so uh, yeah, but I didn't inhale. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah. No, I've never done any sort of drugs, uh, and I've only like sipped on stuff, and never. I've never had a huge desire to. Um, my brother and sister both drink like socially, and are mm-hmm. fine. But I'm the of the three, I'm the most like my dad. Uh, I just said no, and even my mom was like, "Yeah, I don't think you should." You have know, you like? Did it so. come out in any other ways? Like, I'm sure yeah, he's talked yeah. about the well, absolutely the yeah, itis. Uh, uh, yeah, sexual sin. Yeah, uh, um, you know, pornography and stuff. That was definitely a struggle early on before I was married, and then even early in our marriage, I eventually got counseling for that and, yeah. and stopped. Right. And so that was, yeah, absolutely it came out in other ways. And I'd say I'm still, you know, I'm like most people that, you know, where that runs in the family, you just find better ways to channel it, better, yeah. better avenues to, to have it. Um, you know, um, mm, that's it, interesting. Uh, my dad obsessively, like not obsessively, that's the wrong word, but my dad continually works out like he, hey, he exercises. Yeah. You know, a lot yeah. of a lot of guys. <laughs> we were just talking about that. He still, he still smokes uh, and, and drinks a lot of coffee. You know, that kind yeah. of oh music, yeah, classic, classic kind of stuff. Uh, coffee and cigarettes, and so um, you know, it, it. I don't smoke. I that's smoke a, cigars every now and then. That's a but, funny uh, combination. He's a like usually the people in AA that uh, get crazy workout oriented. They'll they'll give up the cigarettes. That's yeah. that's awesome. I can just. <laughs> Well, it doesn't help you. I mean, our family, of course, we've been trying to get him to give up cigarettes for forever. Oh, it's tough. Um, but, uh, so, he, I mean, he's like, you know, let me just have this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, somebody told me, he's like, when you get sober, you can have all the coffee and cigarettes your heart desires. And it's like, okay, sold. <laughs> so, so, and I think for him, I mean, he's gotten to where he doesn't smoke nearly as much. And I think because he exercises, this health stuff, like he's kept a lot of that at bay. Right, uh, and so he yeah. jogs and runs and all that kind of stuff. So the doctor's like, "You should quit smoking." My dad's like, "Why? You just told me my lungs are fine." And yeah, like, <laughs> checkmate, <Right>. doctor. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so, anyway. so you, um, so when I came along, and I'm so important. I'm pretty sure your life stopped when when Jed walked into it. Obviously, uh, yeah, it was it was like the, the just the clouds parted exactly, and, and it was like. <laughs> No, but you seemed, um, it was real. I do remember at, we, we, um, I was going to a Bible study at your house and you made a big deal out of me making 60 days. Like your wife baked me a cake. It was really cool. So I, I, you were, I was, I was trying to, man, I was so young. That was just, um, I was trying to, to, to be this, this good Christian. I thought, and you were, uh, it was you and that guy, Johnny, if you remember him. He Donnie was Donnie Yeah, he was like a cool Johnny. dude, like from Austin. Yeah, he was like talks like Jack Nicholson. Yes, of. dude. Yeah. Where where is that guy? Uh, I'm still friends with him on Facebook. Yeah, he was the son of the senior pastor at Chapel. Yeah, dude, you yeah. you should throw yeah. me his Facebook info. I've been trying to get a hold I'll of him. I'll see if I can. I'll see if I can hunt him down. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's married with a bunch of kids. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, um, good, good guy. And he had struggled with yeah, he had struggled with drugs yeah. as well too. He, I'll just tell Jay. Uh, he got sober by his parents sent him to live with like these sheep herders in like what? I don't even remember what country it was, but it was literally like a man and a wife and like sheep on like an island <laughs> somewhere, and there was just nothing. And he had to live like there for like two years. No booze. Yeah, and it worked. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he's a. I don't know if he did. He work a program at all, like other. No, than that. that well, and it kind of tripped me up because yeah, he yeah. he was able to drink still like yeah in moderation which some like anthony bourdain too he's a former heroin addict that like smokes yeah. weed some people are just they're just it's not, yeah, not me yeah my dad is like <laughs> you like, yeah my dad was like no and i tried yeah, yeah i tried that was that was my thing i was trying to i went through my phase of of well, I was just an alcoholic and an addict because that's the the image that has been thrust upon me. I'm pretty sure I can control it if I just. Well, and you know, it's funny just to get like, you know, kind of re- like, I don't know, a little kind of retrospective about it. I remember struggling with even in some of the other, you know, leadership at the church and just, you know, people at refuge that were like, man, you know, it's just like any other sin. I'm like, eh, you know. Yeah. You know, like there were there were folks that that kind of had that mentality. I think mostly because Josh Arabia, you know, he he like got saved like using, you know, he was he was on LSD and had you know like and that's a big part of his testimony. And then like he began, you know, he was fine. He could socially drink and huh. you know didn't didn't have to go back to that. And so there were there there's people with that story. And I'm like, I'm not sure you were an addict in the same yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like a heavy user is not necessarily an addict. See, and, so, and that's why I loved so you because you there are there I encountered many a well-meaning, that, yeah. and that's kind of why we started this podcast. It, one of the reasons is that there there are lots of well-meaning people. Some people in celebrate recovery that that just had a they went through a dark period where they drank heavily and they got sober in a certain way and they will try to tell a real deal alcoholic that you should yeah, be able just, to get sober this way. They export their experience and not, oh, and not be sensitive to what other people are going through. Right. Like, right. Right. Well, I think big ups to Al-Anon and, and you being around Al-Anon and getting really informed on what the disease of alcoholism and drug addiction really looks like and kind right. of how it, how it can manifest. Well, I do think families that struggle with, and like my mom went to Al-Anon and she just kind of taught me the stuff. My dad too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like, you know, like I'm sick. Like I can't, I, you know, I, when AA says you're powerless, like that's what it means. Like hmm, when right. you're, when you, you, that's the thing that you have to admit. Like, and people that kind of, you know, kind of go, well, now I can do this. I'm like, well, then you're not powerless. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can change, you know, like yeah. the way that you behave about it, then, you know, so. You, and it was, and I, we had another funny anecdote when um, we started a, a like porn support group, um, and it was me, or it was, it was more. I guess it was just an accountability group, but every but that is that yes, that's like every porn. yes. Porn is number one, and yeah. you. <laughs> I, I guess this one person was expecting just like what I, like what I was expecting, like oh yeah, just pray more. And he was like, yeah, I struggled some more. And he was like, oh, and Evan was like, all right, give me your laptop. Let's put on the filter. And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, I think I'm good, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's pretty funny. Pretty funny. So any, yeah. any, um, I don't even remember 
what you all saw happen with me. Do you, did you remember? Like you owed Eid. Okay, you were there for that once or twice. I think it was twice. It was twice. Yeah. yeah. Once was like a bunch of Xanax and, and some other stuff, and you, you were. I remember seeing you in the ICU. Really? Uh, yeah, I went to I went to see you in the ICU. And was that when Larry and Josh found me, or was yes. that when Olivia and them found me? That was the second one, right? Yeah, that was the second one. This was the first yeah. one. I, I I went to the. Might have gone both times. I can't remember. I know I was. No, I only went to see you in the ICU the first time. Yeah. And the second time when Olivia and them found you, like I found out about it later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to your like sobriety party at that one pizza place that one time. They, uh, I don't even remember that when that was or which time that was. That was after you'd done like some, like it was either a 30 or a 90 day like inpatient like treatment. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, I didn't even, yeah, that's. I don't even know you went there. That's what, um, yeah. That was well, you were you were not conscious yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then. You took a bunch of Xanax, bro, so you were pretty snowed. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, and then, man, I, I don't even know if I caught you up at the end that I ended up going to the parish for a while. I finally no, ended up I going. Know, to, I going didn't know if you if you ended up there. I mean, we oh, you and yeah. I talked about that all the time. I was like, you're going to end up on the bottom floor of the hospital. Yeah, you're you know the basement or whatever, and or you're going to end up in jail. I was like, no, never. Wow, what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I did that was, finally. That was straight from my dad. Yep. Yeah. It's funny. It's all all the all the cliches are true. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's what happened. Then I moved out to Lafayette, and you you moved away too, to. Uh, you're in Tomball. I'm in Tomball, Texas. Tomball, that's Texas. Where that's where I grew. That's where I grew up. That's where oh, okay. my, the rest of my family is. Okay. Oh, cool. So, so my dad lives down the street. I'm actually in the same neighborhood that I grew up in. My parents. Oh wow. Live like a few blocks over. My brother lives down the street. My sister lives a couple miles away. That's, that's awesome. That, that is awesome. Yeah. All right. So I want to switch gears and let's talk about church and Christianity and all that good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, because I, I haven't. You're obviously in Tomball, Texas, which I, I imagine is pretty uh, fundamentalist. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's certainly strains. I, you know, evangelical would probably be the word. Evangelical. I mean. Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Fundamentalist. Because, fundamentalist just feels like a dated word. Doesn't mean anything it is. More. Well, there's that. Um, um, it's more like in reading. Like, in reading. Well, they're they're what? in Redding. What's that church that's in Redding, California? Um, oh, uh, Bethel. Bethel. Yeah, they're kind of re- revamping the fundamentalist movement. Well, they're but they're like they're like third wave charismatic. Anyway, we they're, yeah, hey. they're super charismatic. So, have you um, have you? I'm sure you've seen the recent trend of like, let me throw out some authors like Richard Rohr and Rob Bell. Um, the deconstruction movement. What is the, what is the, the movement has a it's name? Like postmodern emerging emerging church. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so, I have not read any of that. Well, stuff. but you, but you know of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So where how has your theology changed over the years, if it has? Because I do remember, and I hope this isn't like too personal. I remember. So I joined the. Or I tried out for the worship band, 
which I'm actually playing mm-hmm. in a worship band now, so full circle. And, good, they uh, probably have a really good drummer. Yeah, yeah, I really sucked back then. Uh, no, you did. I mean, you were loud, but yeah. <laughs> so, and I remember I admitted to you that I was living and sleeping with my current girlfriend, and you kicked me off. Yep. You remember that? Yep. Yeah. Would, would do that today. Yeah. So the. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny well, i guess that answers my question not really but like well at the time so, well, here, i took it, it so let me put it this way so i would uh i would hire somebody like just as a as a player like for a special event or something like that uh-huh like to play drums or something and i wouldn't necessarily care about their background because they're a hired gun if they were at the church and i was supposed to be shepherding them and pastoring them as well as the congregation i my 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 vantage point is still the same. Like, well, I'm doing you a disservice by putting you in a position to serve and we're not dealing with, you know, issues, hmm. wise, unwise issues, sin. I mean, yeah. living, living together is not sinful, but sleeping together is if you're, you know, not married. And so, you know, Bible's pretty clear on that. And so we'd, we'd have to work through that kind of stuff. Okay. Are you full on? I'm the more of the group. Jay, you can tell him, Jay, about what your little journey and where you landed with like the Bible and all that. If you want. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so when I got sober, I got sober in January of '09. Um, and when I got sober, I dove into the church, and I would say I was pretty conservative. I dove it, here mm-hmm. in South Carolina; it's majority Baptist. They yeah. call them they call non-denominational churches, but they're Baptist churches. Oh yeah, they're Baptist right. in like Baptist faith and message. Yeah, and that's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. My, my church is a Bible church, but it's it's very much like a Southern Baptist church. And I went yeah, to Southern Baptist sure. seminary. I went to New Orleans. Right, right, right. Somewhere. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, the church that I went to is, like, affiliated with the Baptist Convention and, like, all that mm-hmm. stuff, right? So, um, so very uh, conservative, and um, I kind of, I fell out of love with the church, and I, and I think, um, in, like, a pretty dramatic way, and... Um, Do you remember questioned why? questioned everything. Um, I think the, it was the straw that... I think it was people's hardline stances on things and not being able to talk through clearly why they felt the way that they did. I think that there's um, good rationale behind a lot of the um, maybe closer to literal biblical translations or conservative um, ideologies. But the people that I was talking to couldn't clearly state to me why. You know what I mean? It, oh, it so, was more like it just is because it is. Oh, it yeah. is because the Bible like says the, so. The, the Bible says so, and that's enough for, for yeah. me. You know, and, right, yeah. for sure. And that was enough for them, and they're great people, right? Yeah. And, and very well-meaning and all that stuff, and did great stuff in the community, all of that stuff. But it wasn't enough for me yeah. at the time. And so um, I went on this huge journey of questioning. Um, I actually got very angry at the church, I think, f- at the, during that time, and um, and completely deconstructed everything and went uh i don't know if what what you would call it he um, went to california and became a unitarian that's true actually <laughs> so moved out to california and um and kind of just explored and, and i fell um i fell in love with meditation which i still practice when i'm practicing but um <laughs> but kind of re-questioned everything and fell in line or um, felt at peace with like all paths to one God, right? Like I never, 
I felt like I didn't lose my relationship with God, but every all the lines got blurred. I always believed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God and died for our sins, but I didn't think that that necessarily um, invalidated other people's faiths or paths to God, right? So that's kind of where, and then I came back, moved back to South Carolina, which I don't know if geographics had a part in it or not, but um, in, in, in the past year or two have really kind of felt God moving me back into the fold, into a more traditional role of Christianity. And again, I, you said you don't think it's geography. What was it? Or, um, I think so. Yeah. 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 I, um, for me coming back, I felt like I was starting to feel God's presence and more comfortable worshiping God in a Chris through a Christian lens. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So that was kind of the brought me back. Um, since then I went back to that same church and that wasn't a fit for me. Um, and, uh, we found a very liberal, um, house church that we helped start. So that's kind of been where we've found home. And, and for me now, I will say like, Jesus Christ is the son of God. He died for our sins. And after that, like I have some leanings and I think that some things may be true, but after that, like, I don't really know. Yeah. Right. So anyway, that's kind of where, where I'm at. And Jed's original question was, um, the, the Bible. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I'm, I seriously (laughs) question inerrancy Mm -hmm. and how, which obviously, um, obviously changes the way that I read scripture at times, right? Mm-hmm. Whether I read that literally or figuratively or whatever. So it's kind of where, you know, just where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll for, okay. So we'll do this. I've, I'll do like three questions that I just want to hear your opinion on basically. Sure. So I guess number one, inerrancy of the Bible. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I tend to believe what the Bible says about itself. Um, and, and so, you know, all, all scriptures breathed out by God's useful for teaching, you know, mm-hmm. training, rebuke. And, and, and I think, so here's where I, here's what I always come back to. If, if, if we're believers and we say that Jesus is who he says he is, and that's the tenet of our faith, he is who he says he is. We, we're relying on a testimony that got us there. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus himself is quoting scripture all the time, quoting, uh, and he's quoting it as scripture. Wait, when, you, himself is, when you say relying on a testimony that got us there, you're talking about like we're— Like, like we, we know about Jesus because of we read the Gospels and Paul's letters. Okay, right? yeah. yeah, right. yeah. And, and, and so now uh, a skeptic on inerrancy would go, well, just because you, you, you heard a story, it could be true, but not every detail might be right. That's mm-hmm. true, it, but Jesus himself is referred to as the living word. The word kind of takes shape in the person of Jesus, right? Okay. So, so Jesus Christ being the Son of God and quoting Scripture and Paul and the other apostles referring to one another as, you know, Scripture and in Acts chapter 2 talking about people— being devoted to the apostles' teaching and the teachings of Jesus, all of that eventually, if you you do have to take some of this on faith, but eventually mm-hmm. became the canonized scripture, you know. And that process, while it did happen pragmatically and took a couple centuries, 
mm-hmm. it, 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 essentially all of the stuff that they were like, no, that's not good, no, that's not good, all of that got weeded out and got us the New Testament. And Jesus himself is is quoting the Old Testament as right. scripture. So kind of where I land, I'm like, okay, well, I don't feel like we could throw any of this out. And and really the, the, prob- the, the main gripes I hear are the slaughter of the Canaanites is a big one that people don't understand. Uh, and then Paul, especially like lately, uh, Paul's treatment of women. Those are like the main yeah, pe- gripes. People tend to doubt inerrancy because there's something in the Bible that they don't like. That's where I'm at. Yeah. And, that's, and I get well, that. that's where I land, I'll say. I get that, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, right? Uh, if, but but if, it's, if it's about having, you know, trying to grapple with something that's hard to understand or hard to reconcile with what you think about God, uh, I think that means that our understanding of God is probably the thing that we have to kind of adjust and, and make room but, for rather than kind of move the goalpost on, on what the Bible is. And at the, sure. sa- at the same time, though, inerrancy doesn't translate to a literal reading of everything in the Bible. Like some, well, like, I correct? Think, yeah, inerrancy doesn't transcend genre, right? Like, okay, so right. obviously, you know, there's poetry, there's wisdom literature, there's apocalyptic literature, there's epis- mm-hmm. epistolary mm-hmm. letters, and there's narrative gospel, you know, accounts and narrative historical books in the in the Jewish canon you know so the, yeah there's tons of different types of genre and those all have to be read and interpreted i mean most modern biblical scholars will grant that some stuff in the bible is figurative it's right. just mm-hmm. it's it's just going well paul's being figurative here because i don't like what he's saying literally well I, that's just thomas jefferson ripping out what he doesn't like you know so so, <laughs> so with that being said just one quick example on on women where do you fall with women leadership in the church uh, i'm complimentarian so I, okay. I believe, so I, yeah, I, I, I believe women pastors is, is not, I can't square that with scripture, but every, mm. women, women deacons, I can, uh, what's know, the definition of complementarian then it's, it's that God has created a, a man and a woman to complement each other and that they're not unequal, but they have different roles in ministry and in marriage. Huh. Mm-hmm. So fair enough. All right. Yeah. Yeah, complementarian is the word that people will use versus like egalitarian, where it's like yeah. no, okay, no past, totally. You know? Well, in this, and I'm like, I don't see that. This and this is a, this is an interesting point. I can uh, the when people, I respect that. That's where you're at, and the I feel like these conversations are less had. You know what I'm saying, Jay? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree, and I I think that they're less had. Um, without people getting upset Super or, without, pissed. Or, or without people trying to convince the other side right. that they're wrong. Right. Um, so. so my next one, I just want to hear your explanation of it. So especially being around AA where I obviously see, I cannot deny that God is working in these people's lives. Okay. Sure. And they do not believe in Jesus. How do I... How do you reconcile that? So, like, so why, what is why? That? Why do you have to be a believer for God to work in your life? Okay, well, I guess you do not. Yeah, well, I, maybe that's. I, if you, so, so well, I'm a, well, I believe in God's sovereignty, right? So God's working in everything all the time. 
you know, and, and there are reasons bigger than we know why God might be softening or hardening a heart towards this or that. I mean, we see that constantly in Scripture. So the, I guess it's the, the, the problem of, and I guess we just don't know the answer, but the problem of, you know, a good, a, a devout Muslim that lives or that obeys God to the best of his ability, is he still doomed to hell? I mean, I would say, yeah, that that's that. I mean, Rom, Romans one, man, like str- straight up, that's what Paul's talking about. You know, he basically says nobody has any excuse. That's what it's, that's the premise of Romans. That's why we have to preach the gospel. Fair enough. So, so the yeah, I got so the yeah, yeah yeah. So the example always given is like tribe in Africa doesn't have any contact with the outside world. It has never heard of Jesus Christ. Right? How how. So they're just doomed to hell. God created them to die. Uh, so right, yeah. So again, I, I, I point people to Romans one, uh, where 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 Paul is essentially saying, you know, the the Jews are, are are held accountable to the law, like they're held accountable for what they know, you know, and they know the law, and they knew, and they and they still couldn't do it. And then basically he says, and those that didn't have the law still had nature, and still had, you know. All, all the testimony of God's kind of general revelation uh, in the world, and they're held accountable for that. That, pig, um, that piggybacks off of what I was going to ask was, okay, so what then, since I found out recently that like the sinner's prayer is nowhere in the Bible, so like what then is salvation <laughs> to you? We, uh, we lost uh, your video too, by the way, or I did. Am I, am I, I, I'm, I still see my little box, but my I think I'm frozen. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so Okay, so uh, what? So uh, no, I would uh, I would say that uh, salvation is is believing in Jesus, his life, death, resurrection. That's the gospel, right? In in a, in a nutshell, mm-hmm. that Jesus died for your sins. Uh, just like James said, I mean that's that's the linchpin, right? Like after that, there's a bunch of important things, but not saving things. But say uh, say the tribe doesn't know him by name, but it is Jesus. If I, guess, I were to err on anything, I'm always going to err on the side of grace, right? Like they're, they're right. Okay. They're, God's God's God does stuff. There's there's that one. Uh, oh gosh, I can't I can't cite chapter and verse, but there's a passage with uh, the twelve disciples, and there's basically some dudes like driving out demons. Oh yeah. Like in in the name of Jesus, and they're not like among the twelve, and Jesus is just like, don't worry about them, guys. Like. You, you 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 mind your own business. It kind of like the idea that like there was other stuff going on. There were there were there were there were things that you the the main twelve guys weren't doing, and yet like God was accomplishing His purposes through other guys at the time when Jesus was alive. And it's just like, huh, wonder what yeah. that's about. Yeah, you know. So there. I, but that said, out. I mean, I believe what the Bible says about itself. I believe uh, that. You know, when Jesus says that he's the only way, that that's what that means. Uh, mm. And there's there's no there's no like when Jesus himself says nobody gets to the father except through me. And and Romans says nobody, you know, and that uh, that that might be different than like like so, so somebody in a in a situation where they've, they've never heard the gospel, but are otherwise able to know and seek God. Right. 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 Uh the the question is like well it, James's question is isn't that mean or evil of God to put them in a situation where they can't hear 
and, and it seems that way. Uh, I, I, I would totally grant that. I'd, but that just puts the onus on us to share with our neighbors yeah, uh, and go places that aren't reached so that they can know. Otherwise, there's no urgency at all, right? Like, well, we don't want to go there because then once they know, yeah. everybody everybody now knows and now they're all doomed to hell because nobody believed it, but at least they heard yeah, it, right? Yeah, that's like, true. Well, so, are you, do, so do you still believe rational, it? What? Do you still subscribe to eternal conscious torment? Oh, or uh, not, or annihilation, or which which uh, of the three traditional hell views are you at? Uh, you know, John Stott, who I really love, was an annihilationist. But no, I mean, I again, Jesus talked about hell more than he talked about heaven. Uh, That's and, true, and, and, but no, did, and it's and, and it seems to be a place of eternal con- conscious torment when Jesus talks about it. Didn't again, it seem I, more destructive though? Uh, I don't know, man. I I, I believe that we're eternal. Uh, I believe that humans are eternal, right? Like when we're created, we're eternal. Like, and so we're, we're not lines in both directions like God is, but we're like a ray from whenever we start. There's right. there's no end for us. Uh, couldn't God, couldn't an all powerful God that created that also extinguish that? Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Right? I'm just not sure that his. I'm not sure that his Bible says that. Like I'm not. I sure. Don't, I, sure. I don't sure. 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 But uh, yeah, yeah, God can do that if he if he wished. But uh, when Christ talks about hell, I don't get the, I get the I get the idea that it's eternal. I mean, like based on the language that he uses. Um, Man, that but, just, that brings up the big question of like, well, I guess there's just so yeah that that would be that's a whole. Like, <laughs> a, a lot of people have a trouble with that, right? Because they're like, well, the, why would you we even be created? Yeah. Or, you're, or or how's the punishment for the crime? Like you had a finite time of sinning, correct? And you're yeah. punished right. infinitely for it. Um, but I guess my thing is it, that's that's our human minds trying to understand the mind of a holy God who can have, have nothing to do with sin, what? and um, it, taking into account the duration of a crime versus the magnitude of the crime, right? Like mm. a rape, how long does rape take? You know, how long does murder take? The duration of a crime doesn't have anything to do with the duration. Yeah, that's of the fair. Fair point. Well, but sure. also, if Jesus was the atonement, why did he not suffer eternally? That's a well, that, that's a quizzical that, one that for me. Some some mysteries, right? Yeah. Of, of, but Jesus' physical death, uh, Jesus' physical death is the atonement, right? Jesus didn't spiritually die. Because he can't, because he's God, uh, and so I think uh, the idea that the that the blood of Jesus that shed—that's what right—that's the saving like atonement, um, and so you know we get a little in the weeds on the atonement because we try and kind of go Jesus is doing exactly what we would do if we died. No, we wouldn't have to die on a cross. Like we would just die a regular death, probably of old age. Like. So Jesus' atonement is specific and and different and set apart from well, any other event in in history. What do you do with the the uh, atheist pushback of why did God have to send Himself to die to save us from Himself? Um, I mean, yeah, like, I think why couldn't He just change the rules? Yeah, right, why can't why God right. why can't God change the rules? And I know that's uh, an impossible question, but I just want to hear your take on it. 
No, uh, there's there are takes on it. This this is like in the kind of the realm of like apologetics. Like yeah. Why did, mm-hmm. why did, why did yeah, Jesus for sure. Stop? Uh, why couldn't God just wave his hand and say, "No, you're all forgiven"? Because I <laughs> abracadabra, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the I, I really do think the idea is that people that is us not understanding the magnitude of sin and the holiness yeah. of God. Like I think we have a really hard time because because when we forgive people, right? Like it's not like the sin is blotted out. So our our frame of reference for forgiveness is well, that sin still exists, and I'm still hurt by it. And there's and I still remember it, right? So our frame of reference for forgiveness is different than God's forgiveness for us. God's forgiveness of us is like erasure of the sin because God can't be around it. Mm-hmm. Like God can't that's, have any part. Of it. That's so, interesting. Yeah. So remember, as far as the east is from the west, you yeah. Know, that's how far our transgressions have been removed. So the idea is that you have a holy God who cannot, who cannot abide sin. He cannot. He cannot experience it. He cannot be a part of it, uh, and so he has to find a way to deal with it himself without, you know, like letting it into. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'd heard mm-hmm. like the other option would have just been to destroy it again, essentially. Right, yeah. But then I, it's I think- yeah. Then you can get into is that not better than sending billions of souls to hell? It's. But who, uh, I, I think that, again, that, that just gets into the weeds of going, are does. we going to decide what's better or is God? Right. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I, yeah. I, and I that's, trust that's, a benevolent God to go, no, this is better. Trust me. Yeah. This and is actually yeah. the best thing. That's what I've heard, to, too. This is the best of all popul- possible worlds. Of all possible worlds, right? Like that. I, I do is that in Scripture? Uh, no, it's just a, it's a, it's a theory of, okay, yeah. of, of, you know, a worldview of kind of because there's that idea, right, that God he has this will, right? Like that, that is immutable that like we're just careening towards, you know, the end uh-huh. and mm-hmm. eventually we're going to get there and he's working all things toward the good of those who love him. And he's, and he's, and all ultimately he's going to wipe every tear and yada, yada. And like, even all the bad stuff that's happening is happening inside that kind of macro will, you know, and plan of God. Right. Uh, that includes the fall that includes, because I mean, you think about it, like it's kind of you get just get to the problem of evil. And yeah, stuff like that. yeah, exactly. You know, like, I listened to something like, good on that today. God, have all this evil stuff happen. I think it's it, like the most evil thing that ever happened was part of God's plan. That was the killing of Jesus. You know, the the most evil thing that could ever happen, the killing of an innocent man who was God, is ultimately the redemptive plan of God to save humanity eternally. My, so evil is part of God's plan. To accomplish his ultimate aim, and my take on it is that the yeah the the, the suffer air quotes suffering and not not air quotes but suffering Don't and evil. Quotes. I know. Yeah, well, but, well, this is well, this is my thing. Also, I have I have a platform to speak on this. Like I've suffered in my life, like truly sure. in some serious places, and I just I the more I think about it, I think it's possible that. What we consider suffering and evil is just not what we think it is at all. Um, I mean, it, I mean, I es- explain. Yeah, just in a nutshell, that once we get to the other side, we just see that it's like we're so locked into the human experience and in in just physical pain and things happening to me. I don't know. I just feel like it, we might. 
Man, it's really, really tough to explain. So, we might so just... in my in my foster adopted parent like brain, like um, our daughter uh, that we adopted last August, we got her when she was two, and uh, so uh, we didn't touch on this, but like addiction, that's also something that like I have to deal with with my uh, being a foster oh, I'm parent. Sure. Yeah, uh, both, both her father was a drug addict who died like during a drug deal, like was murdered. And, mm. and her mom is, you know, constantly in and out of rehab or, or just shacking up with dudes. And anyway, right. So like, and real evil was done to her, like before we got her, you know, she was, she was sexually abused. She was physically abused. She was neglected, you know, and it, that all happened to a child. And like, I believe you know, Jesus loved children. I believe the Bible, while not explicit, you know, kind of guarantees that these kids, you know, if Kinsley were to have died as my daughter, if she were to have died, she would have instantly been with Jesus. But at the same time, like that evil that happened eventually led to her removal and eventually led to her being placed in our care. And she eventually became my daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and ultimately, that's one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And I think her, you know, and wouldn't have happened yeah. if, if there hadn't been that egregious evil kind of done yeah. to her. I don't, yeah, I don't think anybody would argue that um, what, what, I'm, what I'm thinking about is oftentimes those sort of evil acts don't end yeah they go unpunished or yeah right and they just continue for a lifetime or yeah no absolutely you know what i mean so that's that's obviously hard to reconcile i I think for any anybody and there's uh what is it psalm maybe psalm 76 uh 71 76 i have to look um uh, the writer, I think the ace of song, he, he talks about that. He like, he's like, I'm looking at all the wicked and they're just continuing to prosper and good people are just yeah. getting crapped on all the time. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and he's, and he's frustrated. And like, I'm like, worship songs don't sing about this. Uh, but, but back in the Hebrew days, they did. Um, <laughs> I wish they did and, now. And he was, and he was I'm writing saying, an email to Hillsong. Right yeah. Just be like, Hey guys, can y'all do this song? <laughs> um, uh, actually I've heard, I've heard settings of this, uh, but, uh, it's, his point is ultimately like he kind of arrives midway through the song and he was like, but you know what? Eventually they're going to get theirs. Like, Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. All the people. And again, like you talk about like now, now all of a sudden you're like flipped, right? Like there's this evil that was happening all somebody's life. And you're like, Eternity in hell actually doesn't sound that bad. It also sounds superhuman to me. To people. It, it sounds yeah. that's the parts that sound really human to me that like exactly like oh he's gonna get what like I don't know it, it almost seems like taking joy I don't know there's well I said oh he's gonna get hit yeah okay <laughs> turn that gettingness down a notch Evan <laughs> that was that was my poor paraphrase okay well and and this is it's funny all of this can be lumped into the question I have of it, why. If if our souls are in the balance, why is it so hard to understand, and why is it just not just this is? A, I guess one could argue it is laid out, but there's thousands of Christians that come to thousands of different um, conclusions, and is that just the way it's supposed to be, or is that what the body is? That why, why is it so hard? Why is it why it gotta be so hard? Why is it well? <laughs> 
you you kind of get where do you smell what I'm stepping in there? Yeah, I yeah. Okay, well, first of all, I mean, I, I I'm grateful for I'm grateful for the Psalms and just and and just passages in Scripture that really humanize. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. people that are that you think of like these kind of stalwart like pillars of faith and like no, they're all just a bunch of knuckleheads, just like all of us. Yeah, and and and, and in need in need of God's grace, and I, I do think like grace makes the most sense out of anything that I can that I can, you know, any other worldview. Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. I'm like no, True. no, no, and and so at that point I go okay, well if I'm honing in on on that and. And I'm honing in on Jesus because, like, man, yeah, like, I'm tracking with everything this guy's saying. Even when I don't understand <laughs> it, I'm like, yeah, that just seems divine. Like, that seems exactly like what I, we're supposed to be hearing. If I'm, if I'm trusting that that was written down, you know, by, by guys that knew him or guys that, you know, guys that mm-hmm. heard from guys that knew him, then I'm just like, I think I can trust this book. And even if I don't, even if I don't understand it all the time, or even if I don't, like, personally agree with it all the time, well, I mean, maybe that doesn't mean the book needs to change. Maybe that means I yeah. need to change. Well, do, do, you know? do you subscribe to that, like, a verse can mean something different to different people and be absolutely true for each person? Uh, no. Uh, I, I think mm. author intent has to be... Uh, so there's there, there one meaning per everything. There, well, no. Okay. Right? Because certain prophecies, right, and stuff, like, are meant to be interpreted multiple ways, you know, because some are, were apparently about Jesus. Uh, when we didn't know that at the time that they were being written, but then the apostles were like, no, that was about Jesus, and here's one. You know, okay. so, uh, but I, I do think we're not the ones that get to decide that, right? You know, the gospel writers decided that, Paul decided that. Um, and I do think that sometimes when author intent isn't clear, it's okay to be like, well, here are the three ways that this could probably be interpreted in light of other okay. scriptures. You know, mm-hmm. and I do think that you can grab, so like, for instance, like, like the verse that everybody quotes, like Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the plans, you know. Like, yeah, you know, that, yeah. Joel, like, the, that is the Joel about, Osteen. But that is about Jews in the Babylon captivity. Like right. that is what that verse is about. It is not about you going to college. Like, and so, <laughs> like you know, like, and so uh, like the people use that all the time because it fits in that nice little box. If you can put it on the coffee cup, you know, and yeah. and it's like, and it feels good. And there's a there's a place for understanding the truth behind that verse is probably true, but it's not that verse. Yeah. Um, like like the the verse is that God's working all things toward the good of those who love Him, which is a much more like universal verse. Right. Um, uh, but that was a verse to the Jews for the Babylonian captivity, written by the prophet Jeremiah. Like it had a context, and that's important. And like you don't need to go to seminary. To, to know that, but like average Joe Christian is just cool reading that verse and then giving them warm fuzzies and, and moving on. And that, well, you know, so that does kind of... do you think that's a, do you think that's how far, like, do you think that is in the plan or that is how far off base we have come so that I think, I think it's a little bit of both, right? Like, so, so we're, we're far off base. Uh, uh, American Christianity is in trouble. Thank like, you. American, uh, American Christianity um, is tainted by political garbage. It's mm-hmm. it's tainted by just cultural um, baggage that has no place and no connection to to you know the the words of Jesus and the, and the teachings of the Bible. And so, uh, I mean, I was I was talking to our senior pastor, who's uh, uh, he's younger than me. He's a year younger than me. So we're both young guys in kind of a, a church, and you know, 
suburban Houston area with a lot of, you know, working class folks in it. And, and it's just like every now and then we'll just like see somebody reference a scripture on Facebook or say something like even like a prominent leader in the church that like we would trust, you know, in a lot of ways to teach or do, but they'll just like quote a, a scripture reference like that or, or, you know, the, the second Chronicles uh, chapter seven, like pray and they'll hear, heal their land kind of like, that's about Israel. Like that's not about us. <laughs> yeah. America. Like, so just things like that, like, and you're like, man, we got a long way to go. Like you just think to yourself and you talking like, man, what can we do to help people, you know, study the Bible better and understand context. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot. And I've even, I'm just, I guess I'm just, it's part cynicism, and I know it's it's a lot of contrarianism, and it's, I'm looking at a lot of the bad things, but I'm, I'm questioning, like, why do we just, why is the Sunday church model what it is? It's certainly not really all biblical, the whole, you know, we're just going to blindly listen to one, this one dude give us 10 points about, you know, how to be a better person. So, well, yeah, let me... Um... Well, I'm, I, I'm a church. I'm a church history buff. So Ooh, me, uh, bring so, it yeah. on. So Justin, Justin, Justin Martyr in his dialogue with Trifo, like, which is like eighty-one fifty. So right, I mean, like we're like just over a century removed from like mm. D-Day. You know, like Ground Zero. Eighty-one fifty. Yeah, he talks about what Christianity, like, what a worship service is. Like, he's like, here's here's what it is. And it includes pretty much all of the elements that a modern worship service has, minus like blinding lights and like loud music. Like I didn't so, see, like, I did not know that. So he basically says like, so there, and he calls it. He doesn't call it a, a, a preacher, but he, he he calls it like a leader or a. I have to go back and look at it. I'll send you the link after this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, please do. We'll yeah. put it but, in the notes too. Yeah, uh, for sure. But uh, yeah, because all all that stuff, like all the apostolic father stuff, like is all PDF, like online. You can read all that hmm. stuff. Um, okay. Well. Um, but, but, uh, I just, right before I graduated, I wrote a, a paper on Canon and, and, and stuff. And so it was kind of ah. fresh. That's not, I, my brain is not normally filled with all this kind of info, but it, it's still here. Well, and, um, and he talks about like, so he talks about like giving communion, mm-hmm. um, praying like, and you know, like together and, uh, and community. Yeah, praying together. Uh, and, and he talks about like reading the scriptures and speaking about them. And then, like, prayers that are read, like, together. So in, in lieu of singing, like, more like liturgy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like an Apostles' like, Creed. An apostles yeah, Apostles' Creed or, or something like that. Which, about 8150 is when the Apostles' Creed was starting to, like, be used in certain churches. So okay. creeds were, were, were starting to come into existence at that point. Because, again, a lot of people couldn't read, right? And there wasn't access mm-hmm. to, like, letters were being read, like, and circulated at that point. Like, at, let's see, 8150. At that point, all of Paul's letters were circulated. And probably like Mark, and some of the Gospels were starting to like make their way into churches. By, by that, that and is, so, int- it, yeah, and that's it. And you brought up the worship thing too, and playing in a worship band. It's like, why do we stick with? And you have to admit it's formulaic. And why do we? Are we just manipulating emotion? Like I said, I'm coming from cynicism, and I, I recognize that I'm pointing out every flaw possible, but. <laughs> you know it, it i don't know i guess i'm just striving for well that's on once again part of this podcast is in aa the good things about aa are it's blind raw honesty these are my sins let's work authentic. on them. Authentic. authentic and then yeah. some churches not all not even close to all but there is that model of have to appear perfect we're gonna do we're trying to do like 
ideally both or, uh, organizations could learn much from each other. Yo, absolutely. I, I mean, my dad is, you know, my dad used to say, like, I'm going to go to my church, you know, when he was yeah. there, like, hey, right? like I mean, that, now, interestingly, we didn't touch on this. My dad has not probably gone to meetings in two years. Is he, like, is, is he heavily years. involved in church, though? Is he involved? Yes. Does he, he have... even said, he goes, like, my small group is meeting most of the same needs. And I think at 65, like, with, like, 17 grandkids and stuff, like, yeah. he's not drinking. He's not drinking. Like, right, like, right, right. I mean, and he's basically said, like, my desire to drink is not, like, I'm very fulfilled and very satisfied. Um, yeah. Not saying not saying that when you turn 65, you can do that, right? Because right. everybody's experience is different. And well, some people I need mean, to, we're, but, yeah, we're given a daily reprieve contingent upon the maintenance of our spiritual condition. And exactly. I think that if our, if our, if we're spiritually fit, yeah. wherever yeah. that's coming from, yeah. we should be. So for me, for even now, like, I try, I've tried to do the just church thing, and it doesn't mm-hmm. work for me. Right, you know exactly. what I mean, and, and like, it didn't I feel, work for my dad for most of his sobriety. Like, yeah, was, right, so. right, right, right. But anyway. I will say too, at the same time, like my wife just started back in the program a few mm-hmm. months ago, but she went four and a half years not going to meetings. Really? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I think it's kind of different strokes for different folks. Yeah, I wouldn't say that to a guy with thirty days sober. No, no, probably. <laughs> you don't want to give him any ammo to leave. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. There's a reason why people yell, keep coming back. It works like, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, and so, uh, but going back, like I, you know, it's funny church, like to your point, Jed, like church has a, and again, student of church history, like, and it, the great awakenings have really influenced the way that, that America does church to where church mm-hmm. kind of became more like a tent revival meeting than it did like a worship service. Yeah. So, okay. so like, so, like, the, the preaching, like, the dynamic preaching and stuff, that was happening because worship services were not actually turning people into converts. Like, it was just rote. Like, people were yeah. people going and having communion. And, and kind of before, like, before the Protestant Reformation and before, arguably before the, the Great Awakening, like, the first Great Awakening, like, preaching was not really at the forefront of of church service it was communion like it was hmm. like the yeah the, sacrament. It, was a, it was a sacrament and so mm-hmm. you would go and certainly before the reformation that was the case and then like luther calvin zwingli like those guys started going people need to understand the bible because that's actually the, the root yeah. of all of this and we've gotten mm-hmm. away from that and so they were kind of bringing it back in but anyway like American church looks a lot more like those emotional revival meetings that like where people were getting saved and that's what they wanted. Like after they were saved, they were like, I want more of that. I want somebody to preach the word to me so that I can know it again. Not everybody could read and feed themselves and kind of know, you know, Mm. how to study the Bible and interpret it rightly. So they wanted somebody to dynamically give it to them in a way that they could digest it and understand it. And so that kind of got exported eventually into the worship services and became part of the fabric of, and then America exported that, right? Like back yeah. over, and, and yeah. so, so you've seen a change in how America, you know, does worship post the first Great Awakening, mm-hmm. and and at that point, preaching kind of took center stage. But if you look back at, you know, the Book of Acts, and like I said, Justin, like it was always there. In fact, somewhere along the way, we lost it, huh. you know, mm-hmm. and and then and then kind of I think. Again, the Reformation, I think, was the goal of the Reformation, and it partially succeeded, was kind of a return back to basics. Like, what is, what is church supposed to be? What is Christianity supposed to be? 
You know, right. how, how do we remove all of the the man-made institutions that kind of pomp and circumstance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, then a lot of people would be like, Jesus would be really pissed if he knew it, it started a new religion around him. You heard that one? Well, of course, but I mean, Jesus was trying to start a new religion. And I mean, Ooh. on this rock, I will Ooh. build my church. Oh yeah, right. good point. I never yeah. see. Hey, that's why I, that's why I'm just like plucking Twitter and throwing it at Evan. Try, yeah, if he wasn't, <laughs> why did he appoint twelve guys to succeed him? Yeah, okay, right, touche. Right. Okay, yeah, that's legit. Uh, we're we got to wrap it up soon, but let's just go to personal counseling time. I was talking about this earlier, so I'm going through. It seems like the past couple months, God has seemed distant, or I just am not feeling Him the same way. Um, and I'm not quite sure how to process that. And so I always, well, I kind of am. I I suggested to to Jay that maybe I'm in like a a sewing time or something, or what do you do in those dark nights of the soul? Or, cause I still, I still struggle with some legalistic guilt and I feel like God's relationship with me is based on what I am doing and your output, my output Mm -hmm. and, and that what will be given back to me is, you know, and I don't know how to, I'm trying kids in the mix and watch your kids act like terrors. And you're just going to feel even more guilty. Really? Um. Oh, great. (laughs) Great. I was, I was hoping that was going to end with, and you'll feel all better. Just looking at those little kids yesterday and staff meeting was like, Hey, can y'all just pray? I'm just trying to figure out how to like, shepherd and disciple my kids and and i like i'll use the word organic you know like 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 but i think that just means like i'm lazy and not like carving out time to do it right like, yeah and so and what i struggle with that you know just personally that i'm not a very regimented disciplined kind of guy so my first thing yeah. is always like are you reading your bible like are you are you praying you know mm-hmm. are you are you doing the activity that jesus did you know, when he would commune with God, which was kind of withdraw, go pray, you know, sort through right. the things, bring those before him. Those, I mean, we have examples from scriptures, kind of that, the first, you know, things in, in terms of, a lot of people say they're far from God and they're actually, yeah, it's because you're like not reading the Bible or praying. Well, and, and I <laughs> guess it's, you know, and I am a drug addict used to these, um, these highs. And so I, I still, and I've experienced those super emotional moments with God and I guess it's it's you know a craving for that and it's like sometimes I feel like I need that and you you see what I'm uh I do yeah you know and I'm I'm sure that's immaturity right uh, no I mean somewhat sure I mean we're we've all we're all on a spectrum man like and so there's 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 a I think there's this idea that that Christianity like has those moments, like it has it has these moments of like supreme clarity or wonder or awe, mm-hmm. and I think that's true. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a huge John Piper fan because one of the things that I love about John Piper, I don't love all his theology, I don't love like everything that he does, but like mm-hmm. he is genuinely just in awe of the majesty and glory of God. I feel like all the time. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. You, you know, like like. For all the pe- for all the things that people don't like about him, I'm like, bro, I don't know. I've met somebody that's just more in love with who Jesus is, and 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 who like and the supremacy and power of God. Like, well, and that's what makes me feel guilt. Yes, that's my point. Is like I will see people, and I'm just like, why don't I? F- I don't know. Why don't I? Am I doing so? Is it just that I'm different? John Piper reads his Bible, man. Like I like again. Like I I don't know what else to like point to. Yeah, like, God God gave us the Bible, like. 
And because I believe in inerrancy, I, I see the Bible as this supreme gift. It's not this stumbling block to me. Like it is, it is, it is God's word to man. It, it tells us about Jesus, you know, the living word. But and we're so, supposed like, to worship God above the Bible, right? Or yeah, abso- absolutely. But okay. I, but there's 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 and I don't worship the Bible. Yeah, there are, like there. But no, it. there are evangelicals that are just like you know the Bible, oh. Bible, Bible, and I'm like yep. Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. Um, okay. So so yeah, we worship Jesus, but how do we know Jesus? You know, yeah. Okay. How do we speak? Fair enough. How, how do we how do we communicate with Jesus? You know, so the word and prayer is just where I go, and I struggle with it too, man. Like I, there are times where I'm just. I am a pastor, and I am going through the motions this week. I am not thinking about that. I, I I don't have an emotional like warmth toward God or the people I'm supposed to be shepherding, and I, I think right. that's that is a part of the Christian walk. Um, and and yet, and bad, God can still days, days. yeah, God probably still works in spite of that. Well, yeah. and I, I will will say this too, like God, you know, like when Jesus talks about how we're to live and how we're to behave and how we're to feel, you know, Matthew five through seven, you know, sermon on the Mount. That's like the, that's the ethical teaching and the life kind of lessons of, of Jesus really in a nutshell. That's how like his exposition on, on living. Like he doesn't talk about our emotions a lot. Like he, he, he just talks yeah. about like what we're supposed to do. Now I, I don't think that means fake it till you make it and all that kind of stuff. But I do think there is an element to, even if I don't feel the same way about this, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna do it because that's that's what I know I'm called to, and and hopefully that feeling will come. But I'm not living for the feeling; like I'm living to honor God. Yeah. Right. Well, right on, man. We gotta. Um, we'll close with that one. Uh, yeah, we'll have you on again, man, and uh, do some more brain <laughs> yeah. picking. Well, I was going to say, I want to have you back on, Evan, and talk about the American Evangelical Church and its ties to politics. I think that might be Yay. an interesting conversation. It might bum everyone else out, including Hash, Ted. Hashtag but... moderate. So, I don't you know. <laughs> word. You're just hashtag get word murder. Like, well, you see, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be an interesting conversation, though, for, for sure. sure. And I, especially since um, how it really showed up and affected this last election i think it'd be interesting yeah and some ugly words yeah for sure cool buddy Yeah, nice. Good one. That was a good one. You like that? Yeah. You like that? I did. Okay. I, I did, right. I, sorry. I had to do a job on Ramona Street today, and all I could think of my head was Ramona. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I do, too. <clears throat> so this is from we, we, our very good friend, soon-to-be awesome friend, which we love already very much. His name is AJ. 
different AJ than the one that has communicated with with us in the past. Yeah, different AJ. Yes, different AJ. New AJ. New AJ. Yeah. Newer, faster, stronger. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about separate that. Separate but different. All right. That's right. Separate but equal. Separate but equal. Separate but different. <laughs> <laughs> Attractive but handsome. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Hey, guys. I first heard you on the Password with No Answers. Shout out, Joey Svensson. A little over a month ago and have been tuning in ever since. I just passed six months in AA. Woo-dee-woo, AJ. That's yeah. so dumb. Congrats. Half a year. Big deal. Shut the fuck up. Anyway. That was serious. And- Why are you telling me to shut the fuck up? I thought you said half a year, not a big deal. I said anyway. half a year. That is a big deal. Oh. Yeah. Then I agree. Thank you. Jeez. <laughs> And finding your program has been so refreshing. Truly a godsend. Keep Whoa. doing what you're doing. Being real, not avoiding the hard, painful topics. And shining a light on what addicts go through. I grew up in church my whole life, but I can see that it was a fundamentalist black and white culture. Sex and alcohol were bad. Period. Everything was mystified and anything that was uncomfortable slash taboo was given a spirit name. Spirit of depression, spirit of pornography, spirit of alcoholism, spirit of divorce, etc. I only ever heard homosexuality talked about in context of those people or the homosexual agenda, which has always confused me. Like, what's a homosexual agenda? I know. Like, be fabulous. Be, ha- be happy with each other. Is that? No. Is so- that, I think that I think that that's it. Like, stop y'all. Like, stop hating on us. That's a homosexual agenda. I'm yeah. <clears throat> So when I began asking myself if I was gay as a teenager, I became terrified and came to the conclusion that there was something so wrong with me that I could never be Christian even if I wanted. I was exempt from God's love purely because I found myself attracted to guys. And of course, the fact that I was acting out on those desires made me too far gone. Now, I basically have a sexual addiction story and an alcohol story, but whenever I'm asked to share in a room of AA, I can't help but combine the two because I can now see that they are so closely tied together. I was sexually abused and began acting out at a very young age. And when alcohol came into the mix, I saw it as a way for me to numb and excuse my sexual behavior and the emotional pain I was enduring. I hit bottom a little over four years ago and have been working hard on sexual sobriety since then. And it wasn't until my second relapse with porn that I realized, oh, I was drunk both times I relapsed. Maybe this is a problem. After a few times visiting AA, I was convinced I belonged there as well. That was a hard conclusion to come to because I'd practiced quote-unquote controlled drinking since my bottom. My logic being, when I drank too much, bad things happen, so make these rules to keep myself safe. That makes sense? Yeah, it does. Of course I broke all my rules. Ah, that also makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, and refused to believe I needed to give up alcohol for good. I'll stop there, but I've been wanting to write for a while to say I love the podcast. God bless, AJ. And we love you, AJ. Yeah, for and real. we love you, sir. We do. That was uh, good. Uh, go ahead. So good. And I, I think that there's a lot there to talk about. Like, mainly, I think the biggest thing that pops out to me is that my alcoholism and drug addiction manif- can manifest itself in, like, a bazillion different ways. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whether that's... Um, sex addiction or porn addiction or or exercise addiction or money addiction or whatever fame power anything to make me feel better look what it did to tyson 
I know. Look what it did to MC Hammer. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. No, it's completely right. I, I related more to the, um, I wrote back to him to the uh, drinking or doing drugs to cover up um, sexual guilt so you can continue to do your yeah. thing without guilt. That was my, my MO. I'm with it. Yeah. I'm with it. For sure. So that's so, that's what that's what does suck. Like, man, I really am on like a cynical bent because I was always gonna go like. So we're just fucked like forever. We're just gonna keep <laughs> switching it to like a million other things. Like, there's no. I don't think. I, don't I, think I know, so. dude. I know. Well, I don't think it has to be that way though. I I found like and t- there have been big, large, long swatches of time that I've found some semblance of balance and it takes that's true work well so it it, takes I, work. I keep forgetting that i'm still real early this will be my this is my third year mm-hmm. um i've i've heard it said that early sobriety is first five years is what some yeah that makes sense sobriety. that makes sense and i i can say too like looking back and not that i have a ton ton of time i definitely don't consider myself an old timer but eight years looking back like i grew a lot those first three or four years like a ton yeah you know what i mean yeah that's true and i man i hate feeling insane though <laughs> it's a it sucks dude it really does like i just don't ugh, i hate it yeah squirrely and like all over the place and yeah, yeah and, I, and i'm like i need to find a new sponsor but i don't i don't want i'd almost rather find a good christian mentor than have to listen this is this is all um uh content prior to investigation but that rather than mm-hmm. than listen mm-hmm. to someone's like spirit of the universe and tell me how to get sober with that you know what i'm saying like so are you trying to t- you trying to tell me in the deep south you can't find a sponsor that's a christian yeah i, I could i could that's a lot of okay. work I just want to make sure. I just want okay. to make sure we're like all on the same page. Yeah. So fuck, it's so it's really man. like just you being lazy then. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay, that's cool. I guess so. It is. Okay. Fair enough. I hate you. <laughs> Next week. Uh, Jed goes to the never mind. I'm gonna make horrible jokes. Goes to the hardware store and picks up a length of rope and <laughs> Oh Lord. Good Lord. I'll post my uh Home Depot receipt on the Instagram. Give me likes, uh seven likes and I don't do it. You know there <laughs> Oh my God <laughs> Where have I'm we just, gone? I don't know man. I'm just kidding dude that um I, Tracy Morgan's new stand up is really funny. You should watch it on Netflix. It's really good. I still haven't seen the new Chappelle, which I feel like embarrassed. Oh wow, that there's two of that them. out loud. I know. I still haven't seen either of them. Okay, well, um, I'm just kidding, you guys. But it's but but send me some love. You know, everybody. You know, we need to emails help, dude. Virtual hugs. Let me know that we're not doing this for no reason. Just email Jed and say like in parentheses hugs. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Later. I right, duder. <laughs>